Welcome to the podcast series, Small Business Survival Conversations. Through our weekly conversations, we hope to provide you with strategies and insights, knowledge and expertise to enlighten you as you work to build and grow your business. Here are your hosts, Anna Steinfest and Dr. Michael Troyer. Hello, everyone. Michael Troyer, along with Anna Steinfest. Hello. And we're here today again with a video on small business survival guides. This one, we're now focusing on sales. And again, we want to give you some basic fundamentals to get you thinking, to maybe get you to act on some things you haven't thought of earlier. We're really focused on those of you who are at an early stage of business development. We're going to get right to it. So Anna, let's start with being systematic. Absolutely, Michael, because you have to make sure that, you know, your company have a systematic way of generating leads. It's not sporadic because a lot of times what we do as a small business owners, we'll go and we'll sell and then we'll forget about a little bit because we're trying to service these customers and we put the sales aside. And then suddenly we go back and we're like, oh, where's our next sale will come from? So make sure that you have a process. I used to be a consultant. Well, I've been a consultant for a long time. But in my early days of consulting, it was feast and famine. I'd pick up two or three good clients. I'd really work hard to meet their needs. And then all of a sudden, I'd be done and turn around and say, oh, I don't have any customers. And I'd have a month of, of trying to build the next set. That's what Anna is suggesting you try to avoid. So you're always building leads. The goal, frankly, is to, to make contacts. And you ought to set a number. I'm going to make four new contacts a week, or I know one company I work with, they have to call 30 new people every week. They're not going to get all of those people. They're not going to convert them, but they want that many that they're reaching out to as poten potential leads for the business. It has to be systematic. You have to do it. It's not fun or exciting, but it's how you keep the business going. It's kind of like a funnel, and the, the funnel's full at the top, but only a few of those come through as real customers that are going to hire you but you never want that funnel empty. You want lots sitting at the top, slowly being working their way down that funnel. And that is going to our number two for us in knowing your sales cycle. So when Michael is explaining about this funnel, you have to know how fast your customers go from the top of your funnel, trickle down towards the sales, the actual sales. So we call this one, I mean, this is kind of a sales cycle. Know how fast they can do that. I also think of it as a seasonal item. So I've got a client right now who is in the slow season. They made sure to build up as many client uh, conversions as they could early in, in the hot months of the year. Now they've saved money to try to get them through to where the sales cycle starts all over again. And they're going to start that early for themselves. They're not going to wait. But that's understanding that cycle is very important. You always can use customer relationship management technology where this platform, they will tell you exactly how long when you had a convert, the first conversation with this client, how long or how many calls it took until the client came and purchased your service or your product. And if there are those clients who might or customers who might come back to you, you want to know how many you've kind of got in your base who who regularly return to you. You want to know what they look like, who they are, et cetera. And then you want to know how many you have to add to that to sustain the level of sales that you need to be a successful surviving business. And that's where number three comes for us is know your numbers. 
You have to make sure that every company you touch with, how long it took them from the prospect to be a prospect to an actual client. So you need to know how many people you have to contact from a cold lead standpoint, if you will, in order to get the the 10 that you want out of the out at the end of all of that effort. Or maybe when you contact three, you get one. Who knows what you know what your conversion conversion rate or um, that turn from effort to, to an actual sale occurs, a close ratio. But you need to know it and you need to work from it. It can, if you don't know it, you can get very discouraged. If you do know it, and it's going to take 30 contacts to get 10 sales, at least now you know what reality is. All right, I got to get out there, make those 30 to get to my 10. And as honest implying, it's over a period of time. How long? Days, weeks, months it's going to take to convert. You're trying to be out ahead of things. And Another recommendation we have for you is use your clients as referral sources. Actively ask them for referrals or testimonials. They, If they purchase your product or service, they're one of your biggest advocates for your services and for your product. And I'm going to challenge you to think a little bit about when they're most high on working with you that is their emotional peak occurs in working with you that may sound strange but let me give you an example when when if you're a loan originator and you close mortgage loans for a first-time home buyer it's not when they get the keys to the house that they're feeling most excited about you by then they're thinking about moving all their stuff into that house all the things they got to do the time they're most emotional about their relationship with you is when you call them and say by the way your mortgage request is complete and you have a loan, and you can go ahead and close on the house. That's when they're excited in terms of working with you. That's when you want to say, by the way, you know, if anybody else is looking to buy a home, please send them our way. So think about that time frame. When is a referral most going to, when is a request for a referral or a testimonial going to be most powerful from them? It may not be at the time of sale. It may be a little bit before then or a little bit after then. It varies by product. Yes, and, and testimonials right now are extremely, extremely important. As you see, I mean, you yourself, when you go in, before you purchase a product or service, you all the time go and check the reviews of that product and service. And a lot of people will rely on testimonials. A lot of people, when they purchase a product, you will be receiving emails, I mean, through Amazon or Etsy, all these platforms, you receive a platform, you just received your product, like Michael was saying, hey, is it okay if you go and rate your product or mm-hmm. service? So it is important, it is important for you as a business customer, uh, as a business owner to make sure that you capture this testimonials. And, and a lot of people, so we move to our, our next point, which really ties back to this one. And that's that people always before they purchase from you, probably look at the reviews. And they know in too many cases, the positive reviews of perhaps some of them have been set up by some less ethical sellers, but the negative ones are the ones everybody looks at. And that that can hurt you. So I think you need to listen very carefully to people who are are trying to reach reach out to you and saying, I'm having a problem with your product. I don't know how to use it or it isn't working for me. You need to follow and listen to them and respond to them in a very timely way because they become in particular that strong marketing piece. If, if they become happy because you worked with them closely in a service sense, that's really building you the base of happy customers. They're gonna bring other customers to you. 
So don't let that last piece go. Absolutely. And and sometimes, you know, Michael was saying, listen, because by listening, you may discover that you add additional feature to your product mm -hmm. or service. And by doing that, you will increase your reach to customers more than before. So review the negative feedback more as an improvement. And I really like that, Michael, that they have, you have to listen a lot. And then during the sales, if you have people, you will have people objecting, objecting to your product or service, make sure that you are ready for the objections and mm -hmm. follow up. When you sell your product, make sure that you follow up in maintaining that relationship with your client. And do it with both a bit of personality and, and some, I don't like the word because it gets overused, but authenticity. I think of the number of times I've gone on to look at reviews and the, the provider, the manufacturer has come back and said, thanks for your input, or oh, we're sorry you had a problem, but that's all you get. Well, you know, that's somebody who's not going to be very responsive. But if you said, here's what I propose you do, and we want to work with you to make this product function for you, we'll make what changes we have to make, or we'll give you a different version, uh, or let's talk by phone so we can work this out. If they reach out to me that way, I'm going to come back and work with that company. But others who are reading my review that says they did that, that's going to help you too. That's building that customer base. So make it authentic. Don't just make it a quick, man. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, absolutely, Michael. So let's recap. All right. You want to be systematic about generating leads. You've always got to be out ahead of your current customers because some customers don't return and you, you need to have others to replace them. You need to know your numbers. What's the conversion rate that both from a time standpoint and the number of prospective customers you have to talk to to get the number you need to sustain and survive as a business and, and to grow the business, frankly. So Know your numbers, keep working at that conversion rate. What's your close ratio? Figure out how many people you have to contact. Third, be seeking testimonials and referrals. Don't forget that this is your best marketing tool available as customers who are happy with what you've provided them, the problems you've helped them solve. So ask for them. Ask for them at the right time when they're most excited about having found your product and, or, or your service and used it. Finally, listen. Follow up, be ready for objections so that you can help them understand something maybe they, they don't see in the problem solution you're offering. They need to know that you're listening. They need to know that you're prepared to follow up and keep them happy, but do it authentically. There we go. Thank you. You've been listening to the Small Business Survival Conversation Podcast. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. And don't forget to join us next week for another episode. In the meantime, hook up with us on our Facebook group at Small Business Survival Tools and Tips. Till next time, thank you for listening.